Warning, this episode contains adult language, mature situations, insane food-eating contests, people pouring tea into rice, former champions returning to train a new generation of competitive eaters, lots of BL manga news, manga in the mainstream, and more importantly than that, the awesomeness that is... food. Listener discretion is advised. Episode 390, Super Food Bowl. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Spark and Manga Review. I'm your host Zan, saying konnichiwa, aloha, bonjour, and what's up? Hope you guys have been doing good during this very tumultuous and weird time. Hope you've been well, hope things have been going real awesome, and hope you're doing great. So if you're joining us for the first time, welcome. Spark is some podcast giving reviews about connecting the enhanced narratives. Pretty much what that means is every episode and every podcast, we talk about one or two geeky topics and tell you the pros and cons about it. And since this is the Manga Review, obviously we're talking about manga we tell you how the art style is the overarching plot the characters the design of the manga and if it's worth investing your time in or not you don't have to agree with anything that i and my co-host say but we try to be educational enlightening exciting and most importantly entertaining you can check out any of our earlier podcasts or our earlier episodes at www.spirakn.com we're also on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, Stitcher, and various other social media sites. Warning, this episode contains adult language, mature situations, insane competitive food eating competitions, people pouring tea into rice, former champions returning to train a younger generation, lots of BL manga news, various situations in the mainstream involving manga, and more importantly than that, discussion of delicious and delectable cuisine. Listener discretion is advised. Spark and Manga Review, episode 390, Superfood Bowl. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Spark and Manga Review, some podcast and very reviews about connectly enhanced narratives. I'm your host, Zan, saying konnichiwa, aloha, bonjourno, and what's up? Hope everyone's doing good, and if you're returning, hey guys, it's great to have you back. And if you're joining us for the first time, welcome. So, Spirekin is a podcast that provides informative reviews about connected enhanced narratives. Now, what the hell does that mean? Well, it means every episode we talk about one or two geeky topics and tell you the pros and cons about it. And since this is the Spirekin manga review, obviously we're talking about manga. So I tell you how the art style is, the overarching plot, the characters, the romances, and if it's worth investing your time in or not. You have to agree with anything that I and my co-host say, but we try to be educational, enlightening, exciting, and most importantly, entertaining. You can check out any of our earlier episodes at www.spiraken.com. You can find all of our earlier episodes, all of our various other podcasts, including the movie review, game review, anime review, book review, and our manga review archive, which has a list of every single manga that we reviewed in this series. And you can actually listen to them by clicking on the links. So that's kind of cool. You can also check us out on Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, that certain home app that if I say the name, it'll turn on accidentally, so I'm not going to say it. And just type in S-P-I-R-A-K-N or say Spirekin after the name of the device that I can't speak of, and I guarantee you'll hear one of our new episodes. Now, two other things. If you have any questions or comments or concerns, you can email me personally at Zan, that's X-A-N, at Spirekin.com. Or, better yet, why don't you join our Discord, which is at tinyurl.com forward slash S-P-I-R-A. Discord, so Spyro Discord. And there, you can actually check out our list for that one, not only the Wheel of Manga, the Dodecahedron of Movies, where we decide our movies. We have a couple of things talking about our James Bondothon, some of the TV shows we talk about on our Television Tuesday podcast, and you could recommend stuff for us to review. Just join the conversation. 
Let us know what you think. And don't forget to subscribe and like the podcast. Now I think I'm done with that shameless shilling. It's only been four minutes. But anyway, so let's actually get to it, shall we? Because we've got a lot of news. And some of it is really what the fuck. But it's all great news. So we're in our manga news section. And we're starting off with something really cool that kind of excites me. So... Famous musician Nora Jones' latest music video, which was just released, has a collaboration between herself and then has images from a really cool manga. Now, the music video titled I'm Alive is released on the Blue Note Record YouTube channel and it commemorates the release of the digital deluxe edition of Miss Jones' album Pick Me Up Off the Floor. Now, what manga could they show to commemorate this song that's called I'm Alive, which is dealing with a person who's conflicted in many directions while still living her life to the fullest. Well, Miss Jones decided to collaborate with that one, that only, Rumiko Takahashi, creator of Ranma One Half, Inuyasha, Renee, and so many other awesome series, to use one of her most seminable works, one we reviewed in episode 215 of the podcast, and what am I talking about? Meisani Koku. So they have images of Meisani Koku and actually making it like a live action manga where you actually see changes like if a character's crying, you see the tears going down. When you see the rowdy house that is Meisani Koku, the house is shaking and it's cool. And the reason why was, like I said, because the heroine of the series, Kyoko Otanashi, shares a lot of similarities with the lyrics of I'm Alive. And it's really cool because you hear Nora Jones's music, which is very relaxing, but it's kind of cool with the Meisani Koku imaging. And it's cool because it depicts the story of Meisani Koku through her point of view as she meets all the insane residents and slowly warming up to the protagonist, uh, Yosaku Godai. And it's really uh, inventive and cool things. And when Rumiko Takahashi was asked about this collaboration, she commented, it had a really nice atmosphere. It's very nostalgic to me on a personal level. Also, it is a great honor to collaborate with Nora Jones. And Nora Jones, in response, commented, We're all human, and we experience many things in life, the good times and the bad. That's what living is all about. Even if there may be dark patches, it isn't the end of the world. I feel it's a feeling of yearning for human connection. And this song celebrates the importance of life in a world post-COVID-19. And this collaboration was organized out of a desire to spread that message to an even wider audience in Japan. And I gotta say... This is really cool. I'm very excited for it. Now, if you haven't checked out Meisani Koku, it's been re-released by Viz Media in omnibus form. It's one of the best omnibuses I've seen in a long time. I highly recommend picking it up. I love the manga. I love the series. It's one of her few series which actually has a concise beginning, middle, and end. And it's a very crazy story with a bunch of insane characters and a very touching romance between a guy who is the forever ronin and a woman who's trying to get past a lot of bad things that happened in her life to become the best she could be. So definitely check it out if you have a chance. So that's my favorite news item for the day, but let's get to some others. Now, one of the weirder pieces of news, which is actually kind of businessy, so just bear with me. Yesterday, on Tuesday the 20th of October, Nippon TV announced that it has established its first anime department within its business development division. Now, they promoted uh, from marketing director of international business division to executive vice president of business division, Kako Kuahara, who's going to be heading the anime department. Now, this pretty much means that Nippon TV is going to be doing their own anime shows. And the new department's first international project is going to be a television anime 
based off of Kai Azumi's alternative world social reform fantasy novel series, Sukiga Mishibiku Izekai Dochu, or Sukimichi Moonlight Fantasy, or if you want to literally translate it, En Route on an Alternate World Guided by the Moon. Now, this is going to be distributed by Nippon TV, and it's going to be released next year on Tokyo MX, MBS, BSN TV, and various other channels. And, well, this anime is going to focus on Makoto Misumi, an ordinary high school boy summoned to an alternative world as a brave warrior. However, when the goddess of the world sees him, she says, your face is ugly, strips him of his title, and banishes him to the fringes of the wilderness where he has to survive. And due to the alternative changes between our world and their world, he has extraordinary abilities and he ends up meeting a bunch of various different creatures, including dragons, spiders, orcs, dwarves, and all sorts of other non-human species. And he survives in this world while dealing with these encounters. And this pretty much leads to alternative world social reforms based around a boy forsaken by the gods and humans of the world. So this is intriguing and I think that Nippon TV might have something really good with this i don't know we're gonna have to wait and see but congratulations to nippon tv for having an anime department will it succeed will it fail well have to wait and see so in other news last friday on the 16th of october weekly shonen jump announced a really cool thing they released an ad promoting the latest volume of rumiko takahashi's mal manga and the really cool part is that the narrators explaining the premise and offering their endorsement are Kagome and Inuyasha. It's actually Kape Yamaguchi and Satsuki Yukino playing Kagome and Inuyasha. And they're actually talking about this. And they're actually like, it's Rumiko Sensei's latest work, as Inuyasha says it in the ad. And then Kagome's like, oh, this time it's set in the Taisho era. And then Inuyasha banners and asks what Omiyagi is. And they explain that they're people who, it's actually kind of cool hearing them kind of break the fourth wall and saying, hey, check out the new series. This is awesome. Hope you guys enjoy it. And it ends, of course, with Kagome telling Inuyasha, sit, boy, sit. Whack! So, if you have a chance to check it out, it's online if you look for it. And it just puts a smile on my face seeing these characters back. Especially because Inuyasha's on the rise again with the release of Yashahime, which is the sequel to Inuyasha. So, yeah. Little geeky things. I know a lot of Rumiko Takahashi news. I'm very excited about that. That's actually the best part of the day is lots of Rumiko Takahashi news. If there were some Ranma news, I would be super pleased. But anyway, let's get to some of the manga licensing news. And well, and for licensing news, we're going to start off with the one company that has been trying to license as much as possible to meet a promise they made, which I'm not sure if they can do. But anyway, we're talking about Fantastia Inc.'s Futakia, which is a boy love manga subscription service that is trying to get 400 manga titles before the end of the year. They have 150, and they've just added two more, which is what they're talking about. Now, these two titles are being picked up from the manga publisher Swamp. Literally, the name of the company is S-W-A-M-P, Swamp. Now, whoever okayed that idea, I don't know if they know what that meant, but whatever. But both these titles are going to be released this October, and the first one is coming out October 30th, and that is... A Love to Light the Afterlife, or Kukuryo ni Tomose Renju. And this is by Miyu. And this is about a when an accident suddenly claims Chiaki's life, his best friend Sosuke is left to wallow in grief and regret. While on his way home, Sosuke walks over a railroad crossing exactly a twilight and finds himself into the afterlife. Will he find Chiaki's spirit? Determined to be reunited and resurrect Chiaki, Sosuke makes a wager with the afterlife ruler, Lord Nushi. Will he succeed? Well... 
You have to wait and find out. This one seems more romantic and less about the sex. So this one actually could be intriguing. But again, eh, don't know. The other one uh, is coming out October 31st. So for Halloween, we're getting The Puppy Dog Student Can't Ignore the Two-Faced Waiter or Wanko Kyose wa Haragoro Tien wo Hotokenai. And this is going to be by Akibo. And the story is that Ryu, ex-designer now turned cafe worker at Cafe Clio, owned by an old family friend, lives life faking smiles and being agreeable. His act would have been flawless if not for an annoying young customer, Haruto, who seems to see him see through him as fate would have it ryu finds himself mentoring haruto for his entrance exams little by little they wade through the lies and acts understanding each other so this one's i don't know but anyway if you're interested readers can read select chapters from the futakia library for free and subscribers have access to all 150 bl titles they currently have and like i said they plan to have 400 titles available by the end of the year which means they need 250 before the end of the year. I don't think they're going to do it in two months. I mean, they're probably going to prove me wrong, but whatever. And let's get on to some other news. So, Kodansha, Kodansha Comics announced on the 19th this Monday that starting this month, they're going to be releasing new chapters of ongoing simul pub manga on the Comicology service. The same day it releases the chapters on other platforms. So, if you go to Comicology, you can actually read ongoing... Kodansha comic stuff that's coming out just at the same time. And if you're an unlimited subscriber, you can read even more manga from Kodansha comics without additional costs. Some of these mangas are Eden, Zero, Domestic Girlfriend, Space Bros, Attack on Titan, Ghost in the Shell, The Human Algorithm. The one I'm currently reading that I love is uh, Kami no Suzio or... Drops a God. I love this series. It is such an amazing one, and they're releasing the final series. If you have a chance, definitely get a Comicology account just for that. It's worth it. But you can also check out uh, Konancho's Simul Pub Manga on Crunchyroll, Bookwalker, and on the Amazon Kindle. Now, note on the Bookwalker app and Crunchyroll, not all manga are available, so take it as it comes. But like I said, check out the other ones. So, the final big bit of news for actual licenses before we get to the last bit of news but this is the big news the big one and that's from viz viz people who brought you dragon ball z around one half monster 20th century boys they have announced on october 16th that they have eight count them eight new titles that they're gonna be releasing in summer 2021 now seven of them are okay but there's one one that is amazing now, first one is number five, and that's going to be by Tayo Matsumoto. You have Sensor by Junji Ito. You have Mashli, Magic and Muscles by Hajine Komoto. You have Undead Unluck by Yoshifumi Tozuka. You have Yakuza Lover or Koi Tudanga by Nozomi Kino. You have the Kirby Ma- Manga Mania Manga Collection, which is going to be presented by Hirokazu Hikawa. There is the Disney Bento Fun Recipes for Lunchtime by Mami Miyazaki. And finally, the series which I am so excited for that all of us went crazy for we saw this released. And if you're a JoJo's Bizarre Adventure fan, hold on to your fucking hats, boys and girls, because this is a hundred times better. Trust me on this. So, the manga that we're talking about was released originally by Raijin Comics. 
It had a actual weird Kickstarter where they actually could get a digital release of it. Friend of the podcast, Doug Wilder, ended up getting that digital release. But I'm sure he's going to get this edition because it's a hardcover edition of one of the greatest mangas created by Boronsin and Tatsuyohara. And what are we talking about? Well, manga fans, you are already dead. Omaiwa wo shinderu. Yes, we're talking about Fists of the North Star, Hakudo no Ken, the story of Kenshiro, a master and successor to a deadly martial arts. And he wanders a nuclear post-apocalypse, protecting the weak and innocent from various violent thugs. And in his travels, he contends with other martial arts masters and figures from his past, including his quote-unquote brother Rao, who has crowned himself the king of the world because he is the Keno. Now, will Kenshiro be able to save the day using the deadly art known as Hokuto Shinken? Will he be able to blow up enough heads? Well, you have to read the manga to find out. This one is a completely insane and really just what-the-fuck series. And if you like Jojo's Bizarre Adventure because you see Jotaro going, while he's punching people with Star Platinum, well, this series is the progenitor for that because you have... So, if you want to know what the hell that was, read the manga. So, let's actually get to some of the other news, even though I've been totally geeking out this entire episode, because I want to get to the review. And so, in other news, on um, November 19th, Salt Seno, the mangaka for Heterogenea Linguistica, is launching a new manga titled Shirazu no Somesen, or Unknown Disaster Planet. Now, this manga takes place in a future where most knowledge has been lost, and it follows those who seek the unknown. This one seems intriguing as a cool sci-fi series. Now, the day before that, on November 18th, Shizuo Uzimi, the mangaka of Donuts Under a Crescent Moon, is launching a new manga titled Ona Torogachi to Kekon Shimeta, or Trying Out Marriage to My Female Friend. Now, this is going to be released in Injisha's Comic Yuri Hime magazine, and it's going to center on two close friends who decide to start a married life together. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Now, besides that, next month in November, a big thing is that uh, Hiromasu Okojima is launching a manga adaptation of Thai author Jitaran's 2019 BL manga, Together with the Two, so the number two, then Gather, and this is going to be released on Wani Books. Now, this story centers on the relationship between Tine and Sarawat, and it's about someone getting involved with a fake relationship in order to get rid of an admirer and then as it starts out fake turns into something more again if that's what you're into you're gonna really like it and that's coming out sometime next month now on october 26th boichi the mangaka for dr stone is gonna be releasing a two-chapter manga in kodansha's weekly young magazine now this new one is gonna be titled he was there or Kodawasoko ni itai and this is going to take place in the far-off future and centers on a driver of a large truck who has a secret that he can't tell anyone. This one's mysterious and unique, and this also kind of focuses on the fact that Boichi is obsessed with the future. All the manga and manhwa I've read from him all deals with either going to the future or something happening in the future. So this one I'm excited for. Now on October 22nd, you... 
Suzunoki is releasing a one-shot manga titled Suzuko Sanichi, or Suzuko's Place. This can be released in Kodansha's Morning Magazine. And this one-shot will be an autobiographical story and focus on a kid whose family runs a Chinese restaurant. And this is the only kid in his school who doesn't watch the Tiger Mask match. So, I don't know. This should be an interesting look into you, Suzunoko's mind. All right. Um, on October 20th, Comicology announced that it and Kodansha have released volumes 23 through 33 of Tadashi Agi and Shu Okamoto's The Drops of God, or Kami no Shizuko, which I talked about earlier. And this is being released in English. It's the first time it is being released. Now the final volumes, volumes 34 through 44, are going to be launched on Comicology in 2021, and I'm super excited for that. And more importantly than that, if you want to know more about this manga... Comic-Con International's YouTube channel is going to be streaming a Storytellers Across Media panel by Kodansha USA on October 24th at 5 p.m. And this panel is going to feature the manga writers Shin and Yuko Kibayashi, best known under their pen name Tadashi Agi. And it's going to be cool because not just this interview with these two great mangaka, but you're also going to have Wine Spectator Magazine's Ben O'Donnell interviewing the writers in the panel. It's going to be titled Creating the Drops of God, an Intimate Interview. So I'm kind of excited to check this out. I think you might want to as well. We'll see. So on October 19th, uh, Koji Matsumoto launched a gag manga spinoff for his Hajijima or Nirvana Island manga. And this spinoff is titled Kari Kisajima or He is Kisajima on Kodansha's Yan Maga web and Comic Days websites. And this is going to be drawn by Taro Sasebo. Now, the original uh, Kari Kashima manga followed a man named Akira who was in the midst of the final battle between the human race and vampires. He only has 47 days until Japan is turned into an island of vampires. And what is this spinoff about? Well, I think it's following one of the more insane vampires. Not entirely sure. Could be good, could be bad. It's going to be more comical, though. So, And our final bit of actual manga news. On October 16th, mangaka Shoryu launched a new manga titled Kolonogai Lee, or This Kind of Thing is Fine. It was released on Shuisha's Yanjin and Tonari no Jump websites, and it's about a girl calling her boyfriend at work. What is it about? Well... Mm -hmm. could be good could be bad we're gonna have to wait and see so that's the news for the day if i missed anything let me know what i missed and uh hopefully i'm able to inform you guys a bit about what's going on in the manga world so now let's actually get to the reason why i do this podcast and we're talking about the manga review and if you remember from the last episode i spun that one that only the wheel of manga and it dictated to be there viewing a manga that was written by Shigeru Tsuchiyama, who is the creator of Gokudo Meshi, an amazing manga that I love. Uh, this was published by Nihong Bugesha, but it's released over here by Manga Club and Digital Manga Guild. The original run was 2010. There are six volumes. It is a seinen series, and it is classified as a comedy tournament arc-style manga. And the name of this is Ogui Koshin, or Super Food Bowl. And... To explain this manga is very simple. You have a school, Momotaro High School, that it wants to get to glory. It's been 15 years since they've had a win in the Super Food Bowl Tournament, which is a competition for the most competitive of eaters, and the students will rise to the top. And 15 years ago, they had an amazing champion, 
but things went wrong. It's been years since then. And their current team is just isn't up to snuff. So the principal decides to hire a new coach, Kotaro Moriyama, who is the former champion food person they had. Unfortunately, due to a scandal, he was ousted out. But he's going to take these kids and train them to be men who love delicious food and can win this tournament. It's a super long fucking tournament arc where people who like to eat food have to come together to compete against other schools in order to win. That is the manga. The first chapter is that they hire this guy. He ends up going against their arch nemesis, Oni High School, in a tournament. They win the tournament, but because the coach, this guy, is so into the actual concept of training and competitive eating... It scares most of the team, so they all quit. So all that's left is the quote-unquote captain of the team who has the most uh, spirit for it, but he's not a great eater because his stomach isn't great because he says, I'm the best. But Kotaro is able to tell, you don't have the stomach for competitive eating, but we're going to see what happens. So they have to find a new team, and they have to rise up to the top. And they do find their team with various people. You have one guy who he doesn't want to compete with the team because he hates all competitive eaters but he ends up being swindled into it you have the fat dude who has a completely endless and bottomless pit of a stomach who he's the one that they're going to want you have a girl who is amazingly gluttonous she's like i'm super thin and dainty but i could eat an entire thing of fish and sushi and rice all by myself and i love to eat because there's never enough food and then last but not least, you have the one weirdo who joins them. He's joining them for a mysterious reason. But that's them combining together to become a team that will hopefully one day win the Super Food Bowl Championships. And that's what the series is about. And similar to Gokudomeshi, the design of the food and the exclamation for the food is very apparent. And you could see it. You could see how much they love food. They accentuate it. They show it. Unlike Gokudomeshi, where when you read it, it makes you hungry just thinking about the food. They describe it in a way that in the back of your head, you're like, oh my God, I'm hungry. I want to eat this. This just shows you the food and shows them nomming on it down and shows the style of being competitive eaters and how when you competitive eat, you don't drink a lot of water. You're not supposed to drink a lot of water. You just slightly dip and then you eat. It's like training for competitive eating. And for that, it's really cool, but it's a little, it's not as good. And honestly, isn't as good as Gokudomeshi was. Gokudomeshi was about a bunch of prisoners who talk about their favorite food of all time. It's them describing the food and eating it. This is a Shonen Jump style. Uh, high school is going to get together to win a match. But I honestly wasn't interested in a lot of the characters. I really wanted to find it engaging, but I didn't. I just, the art style is great. The food scenes are great. But the characters I really am like struggling to get into. However, it isn't completely terrible. There are some great elements to it that were fun. And some things that I didn't expect to see, like there's entire, like I said, one of the members, new members, his whole thing is that he does not like competitive eaters because this local restaurant that he goes to, this team of competitive eaters, keeps showing up every day and trying their food competition, which they have. And their food competition is, if you win the food competition, you get 100,000 yen. And these guys go, Every single day, getting 100,000 yen, and they're bankrupting this business. 
So this guy says, I'm going to fight you every single day, and if I win, you don't eat here. And he keeps cycling through these guys trying to beat them until the point where they say, all right, fine, we have one more member. And this member isn't a member. He's a guy who was there 10 years ago who's like a was a, a competitive eater who's now just a scumbag, and he's the one they have to go against. And it's a whole sequence of who's faster, who's better. And it's all about training. And you got to eat like this. You can't eat like this. You're a bum if you eat like this. And it's kind of engaging. Also, the whole story about Kotaro Moriyama and why he's didn't become the champion of the food bowl. It's kind of compelling because you hear, oh, he was disqualified. He was betting. He was, Why was he betting? And you found out the reason why he was betting was one of his members needed the money to support his family. And he said, I'll do it. You stay on the team. I'll take care of it. When he could have just told the guy, wait a day. And he found out that later on that the guy revealed the truth and no one wanted to listen to him. So it's kind of tragic what happened. But still, the looking of the food and kind of it makes you a little bit hungry. Also, I did not know that people for competitive eating will pour tea into uh, rice bowls. Sounds kind of disgusting, but I don't know. Might be good. I had to try it one day. So... With some pluses, some minuses, some of the characters are, all the characters, like I said, are not engaging to me. Some of the stories are invigorating, though. Um, not as memorable as Gokudo Meshi. Out of our rating system, I'm going to have to give this a gift from your crazy Aunt Muriel. It's okay, but in the end, it's forgettable. I'm not going to remember this in like a week. Not like Gokudo Meshi, which I'll remember for years, because it's just so ingrained. And the crazy part was that uh, Sukiyama-sensei wrote this several years after Gokudo Meshi. This wasn't like an earlier edition. This wasn't the blueprint. This was, he hadn't done it in a while and he rewrote it. Now, either way, I will say his art style and his plots in general are great. And Shigeru Sukiyama was an amazing mangaka. Unfortunately, he passed away in 2018 due to cancer. So, yeah, but. But either way, that's no excuse. Um, I think this is worth checking out. If you've never read any of the stuff or you've never read Gokudo Mashi, definitely check this out if you haven't. Just for me, it is a gift from your Aunt Miro. It's okay, but forget, well, there are better series, but it's not bad. So if you have a chance and you go to Manga Club, check it out. So, actually, thank you guys for listening. Um, if you have any questions or comments or concerns, you can email me personally at Zan, that's X-A-N at Spiker.com, or you can join our Discord, Discord, Discord's uh, link is tinyurl.com forward slash Spira Discord. S-P-I-R-A-D-I-S-C-O-R-D. Go there and you can definitely join us and actually email us. And rant, let me know what you think about this manga if you liked it, if you didn't like it. And so, I think we're almost done with this podcast. It's running a little bit longer than usual. So let's actually get to the manga releases of the week. And these are what came out on October 20th. We have 33 releases. Um, starting from the bottom, we have Zozo Zombie, Volume 4, Ultraman, Volume 14, Tokyo Ghoul Re, the complete box set. So if you have a lot of disposable income, you could buy the entire set of Tokyo Ghoul Re in a complete box set. You have Toilet Bound, Hanako-kun, Volume 5. To save the world, could you wake me up the morning after with a demi-human, Volume 2. This is borderline porn, I'm not going to lie. Um, Three Days of Happiness, the manga. The Legend of Zelda Legendary Edition box set manga. The Greatest Demon Lord is Reborn is a typical nobody, Volume 4, the light novel. The Daily Lies of High School Boys, Volume 2, the manga. Sneeze, 
the Naoki Urasawa collection, which I'm actually really excited to check out. It's a bunch of his short stories. You have Shikimori's Not Just a Cutie, Volume 1. Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice, the official artworks book. You have Reincarnated as a Sword, the manga, Volume 4. You have ReZero, Starting Life in Another World, Volume 14, the light novel. You have Raw Hero, Volume 3, which we reviewed a couple of episodes ago. You'll know my feelings on that series. Oh, Made It in Your Savage Season, Volume 8. New Game, Volume 10, the manga. Monster and the Beast, Volume 3. Love Me for Who I Am, Volume 2. Life Lessons with Uramichi Onisan, Volume 1. Kiss Me at the Stroke of Midnight, Volume 11. In the Land of Lettle, Volume 1, the light novel. If It's for My Daughter, I'd Even Defeat a Demon Lord, the manga, Volume 6. Umaru-chan! Himoto Umaru-chan, Volume 11. High School Prodigies Have It Easy, Even Another World, Volume 2, the light novel. High School DxD Volume 1, the light novel, has finally come out. People have been begging for that series. They love the anime, they love the manga, now the light novel's out. Uh, Golden Kamui Volume 18, Fire Force Volume 20, Drifting Dragons Volume 6, Death March to the Parallel World Rhapsody Volume 12, the light novel, Blue Flag Volume 4, the manga, Bestia Volume 2, and finally, Alice and Zoroku Volume 8. Now, for me personally, what I'm interested in is definitely Umaro-chan, Golden Kamui, High School Prodigies Have It Easy, Love Me For Who I Am, uh, New Game Volume 10, ReZero, Sneeze, and uh, Save the World, You Can Wake Me Up the Morning After, because that's just such a ridiculous manga. And I think, um, where was it? Uh, Life Lessons with Umachi Onisan might be interesting. I'm going to put that on the Wheel of Manga. We're going to see what happens with that. But that's not this week in a couple weeks. Um, but those are our releases. Which of those were you interested in? Which one are you horrified by? The one that I'm kind of just shocked at is that it took so long for High School DxD, the light novel, to come out. Have you read it? Let me know what you think. So, I think that's it for this episode. Um, not much else. Remember to check out any of our earlier episodes at www.spirekin.com. Email me personally at zan at Sorry, just getting things ready because it's almost time for that part you've all been waiting for the part that so many people enjoy and what am i talking about i'm talking about that one that only the Yes, friends, the Wheel of Manga, except no substitute. Now, what is the Wheel of Manga? The Wheel of Manga is a Wheel of Fortune with 10 slots on it. It's an actual wheel. Now, what I've done is I've assigned 10 manga, one manga to each of the numbers on the Wheel of Fortune. What I'm going to do is I'm going to spin this Wheel of Manga. Whatever number it lands on, the manga tile that's corresponding to that number is the one that I'll review in the next episode of the Spyro Manga Review. And you can check out the current Wheel of Manga suggestion board on our Discord site. So I'm going to spin and see what we're going to review in the next episode. I'm excited. We're going to see. Okay. Number six. So in the next episode of the Spark and Manga Review, I'm reviewing a manga about a childhood crush gone horribly wrong. And what are we talking about? We are talking about teasing Master Tagashi-san. So that's what we're going to review in the next episode. If you want to recommend some manga we can put on the Wheel of Manga, definitely join the Discord. You can and 
recommend stuff. Also, if you want to see what we've already reviewed, go to our website, spirekin.com, and you can look at our review archive. So I guess that's it for this episode. Thank you guys for listening. Before I forget, the random question of the day is, if there's one food that you could competitively eat, what would it be? Let us know. Leave comments in the show notes. Remember to subscribe and like. And I guess that's it for this episode. So as usual, I'm your host, Zan. Thank you guys for listening. I'm Gonsville. Catch you next time and keep reading on. See you.